This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 17 for the week of March 12th, 2006. everyone to yet another exciting episode of Daisenshu EX the podcast. I am Michael Labrie. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX, and this is lovely episode 17 of our podcast. Yes, I am healthy, and I am well, and I am not wearing any pants. Over in Japan, we have my faithful nurse, Julian. I'm still worried about you not wearing any pants, Mike. Are you sure you're taking your medicine? I, I have no more medicine. Perhaps that explains yeah. things. I think so. And to my less-than-proverbial right, we have my other faithful nurse, Mary. Hello! I didn't know I was a nurse now. Well, I've decided this. I'm practicing without certification. Mary's wearing Don't tell pants. anyone. Yeah, yeah. Such is true. Hate to disappoint. That's okay. We'll take care of that later. Anyways, <laughs> hello and welcome again to, what is it, 17? Yes. Episode 17. We have all sorts of amazing things to discuss with you this weekend and this week, depending on when you are listening. Because for all I know, you're listening to this on, like, Wednesday at 3 in the morning. Well, maybe. <laughs> all right. So at the beginning of the outline, as always, I have written the word stuff. I have stuff that I would like to discuss this week, and I would like to discuss how I have been playing Super Princess Peach on the Nintendo DS, and I am at World 7, and I have rescued every single one of the Toads so far, and I am loving the game, because this game is based all around the fact that women are emotionally unstable. (laughs) Can I object to this game? You like the game! Tell anyone <laughs> you are ruining my defense. I mean, oh dear. Um, you lose. Mary, what stuff do you have? I am greatly obsessed with the Hanayori Dongo live action J drama. Which we're finished with. Which we're finished with. So the obsession is somewhat lingering, but it is getting me back into the manga and anime versions because it's just that good and I highly recommend it. And we would probably like to spend several hundred dollars on some upcoming R2 box sets. And so we might. And so, Julian, what is up with you in Japan? Well, there's a number of things. This past Thursday, I went on a trip to Nara with the Religious Studies class to view the Mizutori uh, ceremony at Nigatsudo at Todaiji, a Buddhist temple. This involves large bamboo torches that they set on fire and run up the stairs of the the lecture hall where they sort of loop it around the balcony on the outside and um it seems like it's pretty dangerous and it gets huge amounts of crowds but uh, nothing went too wrong a couple of pieces of burning stuff fell under the temple but they put it out in time did you burn down so, tokyo tower i'm nowhere near tokyo but did you burn down tokyo tower yes all right mike i burnt down tokyo tower <laughs> Woo-hoo! i'm in kansai but now now julian I would like to address something. I've been hearing reports that you have been spotted in Japan running around dressed like a woman. Not like a woman, however, dressed in the traditional Japanese style. Today, after an unsuccessful attempt to pick up a Nintendo DS, I, yeah, well, I got to the place where I was going. It's a fairly large location, kind of out of the way in Yamashinaku, but I got there at 6, very funny. I got there at 6 a.m., and they already had more people in line than they had DS. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So I just made my way uh, the rest of the way to Kyoto and hung around until it was time to put on the kimonos. And the thing about wearing a kimono is that you kind of have to have people dress you because it's very skill required. That's not how I want to say it, but my English grasp is slowly slipping away as I'm being here. Well, you know what? That's okay because I don't wear any kimonos and I still have to have people dress me in the morning. (laughs) 
I see. As seen well, by the it, fact that I am not wearing pants, and it is yes. quarter of ten. The hired help hasn't arrived yet. Yes. yes. Anyway, with a little help, I managed to get on the Obi and the Hakama, and I found the Tabi and Zori that actually fit me, even though my feet are pretty big. So I don't know what was up with that, but whatever the reason, I was And you happy. know what they say about big feet. That it's hard to find shoes and socks that fit when you're in Japan. Exactly. That anyway. is what they say. I, I have heard them say this. Mm-hmm. In fact, yes. I often have people come up to me on the street and they say, Excuse me, sir, did you know that if you have... <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> anyway, but today was a special day in Kyoto where you could go various places and be able to do things that normally required a fee for free. Like uh, going into certain historical landmarks like the gardens at Heian Shrine or the uh, Kyoto City Municipal Zoo, the second oldest zoo in Japan because they didn't have zoos before the Meiji era, and like Nijo Castle. But I mostly stayed around um, Sakyo Ward, so went to the zoo, which was, I don't know, kind of small, kind of pathetic, but it was okay. And went to the, shri- the shrine and got a rickshaw ride around that area. They said it was a kilometer. I don't know. But I guess I know you got to give those guys credit for lugging around carts all day with people on them who don't necessarily even speak Japanese. That's kind of an unforgiving job, don't you think? I do think so. Because I, I've had this job before over in Japan, and it is, as you've said, a very unforgiving job. I think you're just making up experience. But anyway. No, it's on my resume. I'm telling you. If it's on your resume, I may have to give your employer a call. Well, that didn't contribute to getting this job. Well, yes, but... Ha ha ha! But that, anyway, that's pretty much my day. I came back and had the Eikaiwa class as usual, and I got to speak English with people. Hooray and for that! Yeah. And you're speaking English so, with us now. Yes, it's always good to feel competent. And, <laughs> you know, it was really weird, especially today being, like, the center of attention amongst all the, the rest of the people in our group, because Japanese people would keep taking pictures of us, stopping us on the street. And then right in front of the shrine, there was a huge group of Malaysian tourists who were all, like, wanting to get their picture taken with us. And I think we've, um, all of us at the center where I'm studying have been summarily invited to come to Malaysia, even though I don't really think that's going to happen. Well, when you are a sexy beast, as Julian Grabowski is, you are invited to foreign sex parties. I don't think that's what it was. That's quite okay. Is there anything else of exciting um, excitement for you to share from your Japanese adventures this past week? Well, that's pretty much it. Only that I almost got on the wrong train going toward going to Nara, so that I would have ended up a ways away. That would have but sucked. I think I think I figured out the Kintetsu trains now, which means that I've only not gone on two or three rail lines in Kyoto because there's quite a few. I haven't gone on Hankyu. I haven't gone on Keifuku. I, there's a couple of others, but yeah. I've been on the Hufrangpu. I think you're making that up again. I am not. And with that comment, we are going to move on to the exciting news for this past week. The news for this week is not a whole lot, although we do have a couple little things. In fact, one that I just found literally moments before recording. The first bit of news this week is video game. In fact, they're both video game news pieces, but that's okay. First bit, IGN has reviewed Shin Budokai for the PSP as it came out this past week and they gave it a 7.0 out of 10. Main complaints being the story is silly, and they don't understand why Hell has funny colors and gumdrops in the air, but if you were a fan, you would know why that Hell looks like this. 
No, we still oh, yes. don't really know why hell looks like this, do we? Well, well not really. I, but... I guess not. Aha! Uh-huh. That's a great question. Logic prevails again. You've ruined my basis for destroying this. What do you think I live for? Destroying your hopes and dreams. This is Continue. True. Thank you. I'm glad I have your approval. I haven't seen any other major review sites giving their reviews on the game, though we have quite a few comments on our message board. Oh, yes. Board. Quite some vocal opinions, I might say. Quite vocal. And by vocal, we mean lots of text. And that's always a good thing. It is. So go ahead and check all that shiznit out. The next bit of news. I just found this. After approximately 11, 11 months, Dimps has updated the Dragon Ball Z 3 known as Budokai 3 in the U.S., official Japanese website. And after such a long wait, we have an explanation of, like, what Dragon Arena is and that you can unlock stuff. So it's not really news so much as it is a content update for something that we've known for a while now. Yeah. So I was disappointed. I'm still holding out hope that those two extra sections up in the upper right navigation will finally, um, exist. And until then, (laughs) I will continue to check it every single week. And yell at them when they don't update. You should send them a nasty hate mail from America. <laughs> Be like, you bastards. I am an angry American it. fan. You do not update <laughs> website. You will update website or I will not buy the game again. So why are you Asian now all of a sudden? Stop destroying my hopes and dreams. Okay, fine. <laughs> I gotta find a new oh, hobby then. That is our news for this week unless you two have something else to contribute. Um, oh, oh, yes, I do. We got some Dragon Ball-related merchandise via airmail from a good friend of ours in Japan, who coincidentally isn't Julian. His name isn't Julian. I was going to say, I don't remember sending anything. But you do owe us presents. But I digress. This is news as it is, like... It's news to me, because... We got stuff. (laughs) Well, it's news because it's Dragon Ball merchandise I've never seen before. It's a little plastic, floppy thing that you kind of bend to form a, a stand, and it holds a cell phone. So I asked Mike this morning, Mike, I ask, why is this um, product for children? Does this mean that children in Japan have cell phones? To which I responded, Mary, you have asked me, do children have cell phones in Japan? And I say to you, Mary, they must. And so I ask Julian, do children have cell phones in Japan? Yes, they do. Those little Farkin bastards. Yeah. yeah, well, it's you kind don't of need cell phones, you little kids. They don't need to be SMSing on the trains. Yeah, well, it happens all the time. You're not supposed to have the cell phones on on the train. In fact, there's a cheery little message that comes on every single train that says, And then they just ignore it. I mean, they don't talk, but they're constantly tapping away at their messages, and it's kind of annoying. I see. Well, in addition to what we received from Andoru in Japan, I also received a care package from a certain Red Ribbon Army. I love receiving packages from the Red Ribbon Army. Yes. It might explode. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm still alive. I have received recruitment materials for the Red Ribbon Army. Would you like to join the Red Ribbon Army? I think you would. And if you would, you should continue listening to this podcast. Because in addition to our great current contest, where we're giving away a great Siaman DVD starter set, which you can learn more about later in the podcast, you're going to get a chance to win some free CDs from the Red Ribbon Army. How awesome is that? Friggin' awesome. Friggin' awesome. I think that's it for news, both Dragon Ball and personal gain. Why don't we move on to the next section of our podcast? Our topic for this week is... 
something that so many of you have been asking us about. We've kind of addressed this with the guests when we have them on. We do at the end, like, what's your favorite movie? And a lot of people have asked us, Daizenshu EX staff, what are your favorite movies? What are your least favorite movies? List them in order of favorite to least. So we're going to kind of answer you, but we're not going to answer you. What we are going to do is go through the 13 DBZ movies and have little speed burst reviews of what we like and dislike about these 13 movies. So you can finally have the answer to the eternal question of why does Vegito EX hate DBZ Movie 4? <laughs> why does the public at large hate DBZ Movie 4? Well, I think we're going to discuss this and we're going to learn all sorts of interesting things. So shall we begin? We shall. We shall begin. All right. At the beginning, which is DBZ Movie 1. DBZ Movie 1! I like this movie because Kami shows up and actually does something other than stand and complain. He is fairly badass in this movie. He has um, eye lasers. He does. And I give him props for that. Yes. And I also like how Piccolo does that. Okay, we just fought someone. Let's stand here. We're going to fight each other right here now on a crumbling bridge. And Yes, I like this. Julian. Well, I've always been a fan of Gohan's little song. Ah, uh, drunk Gohan. Where he get, yeah, where he gets drunk on the fruit. And he just starts running around and seeing happy dinosaurs and, you know, trying to chase after him and prevent him from coming to harm. You know, it's all in fun. Drunken dinosaurs are indeed your friend. I'm actually going to have a little dub moment here. And this is, of course, with the original dub with the Ocean Group. One of my favorite lines, well, there's two favorite lines of mine in the movie. One is Kami when he goes, You're nothing but a tenacious little fool or something like that. I was saying to myself, Hmm, tenacious is a rather large word for the DBZ dub. I like that. <laughs> and then there's also uh, Piccolo walking in when he's like, uh, blah, blah, then you know what hell is really like. That was really badass. So thank you, Piccolo. Mary, do you have anything else? Well, I'm going to have to add another dub comment that I enjoyed was uh, Chi-Chi cursing. What the hell do you want? Yes. Good good delivery. I enjoy keeping the minor curses. Screw the ultimate uncut releases of these movies. Get the original ones because the dub is good. But there's also And it has the background music. Yes, and it's got the original Japanese background music. Alright, shall we move on to movie Wait, two? I didn't really say why I like this movie. Okay, let's um, go back. Um really gorgeously animated fight scenes. Yes, and you know what? It's like gorgeous in between D B and D B Z style. Yes, they're everyone's still a little bit young and round looking and I, I am a fan of the style. So, I am yeah. as well. Yes. Sweet. Shall we move on to movie two? Yes, we shall. We shall move on to movie two. I like this movie because it's um got a triple Kamehameha. It's got Goku using various Kaioken levels. And it's got funny music when everyone jumps into space and hits Dr. Wheelow. <laughs> yes. Well, I thought, thought it was amusing for another song, personally. Yes. But, you know, it's the second song that Gohan gets to do in a row. So it's pretty cool. And I also like just mind-controlled Piccolo fighting against Goku for some bizarre reason. Yeah, because... more Goku versus Piccolo. I really enjoy this. And uh, it never really went anywhere. That's a problem for me. I demand yeah, well... more Goku versus Piccolo fights. Mary! Yes. I don't really care for movie to all that much well it's you okay. can go to hell no that's not true go ahead um it's all right it's cute it's somewhere in the average range for me i like bulma's outfit and yeah i think that's about it oh wait was this the one where krillin gets peed on or is that movie one that was movie or did one. He, or does he get peed on like multiple times and i just get them all mixed up no he gets hit in the face here and i think that's the beginning of the uh why, why do me? i <laughs> why do i suck in every movie okay then i will give krillin my thumbs up in this movie Alrighty. I also like in this movie the joke that Bulma makes when she goes, Oh no! Oh yeah. No, no means brain. Yes. Yeah. And she really oh, like overacts that line. Yeah. I always felt it was kind of bizarre that Dr. Weirdo actually thought that he could fit his brain inside Goku's head. Well, it goes to show you that, that Goku is not that, that smart anyway. Yeah. So you got two dumbasses that would be combined into one giant dumbass. 
That's very true. Yes. Is there any other comments about movie two? No. All right. We shall move on to DBZ movie three and Taz. Taz is hot. Thank you. Yes, he is. For some reason, despite he's just a darker skinned Goku. It's because he talks all cockings. So. Oh, yes. And that is why I'm a fan of movie three. I like movie three because everyone gets to show off. <gasps> yes. It's finally one of those movies where Toei realized, oh, we have these great characters and we have these great attacks. So let's finally use them again. We got the Kienzan, we got the Sokidan, and we got the Taioken. I can't think of any other DBZ movie that actually really utilizes those B-list characters. It's really, really nice. Yeah. I like it. Even though they get their asses handed to them, it's good to see uh, Tenshinhan and Yamcha do something. And even Chaozu went to, like, go hit someone, so go him. Julian. Well, I don't know. This one didn't have a song like the other ones, but... <laughs> I, I like did. this movie not because there is no song. But I, I did enjoy the fact that, you know, like, they had the special opening theme where they go around collecting the Dragon Ball. Yes, balls. that's and very true. And Shenlong actually is, like, a real badass in this film because he's, like... Oh, er, yeah, he yells. Yes. Which is a contrast to what I'm going to talk about in movie 12. But is there anything in movie 3 that we need to discuss additionally? How about the purple dinosaur? Oh, Haya Dragon, how I dislike you. Yes. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z doesn't need a cute mascot character. Yes, and he appears in filler in the TV series from that point on, which really bugs me. Yeah, but... But, yeah. I guess that's it. Why don't we move on to movie four and it's hatred that I... Pos- Wait, that doesn't make any sense. I don't like movie four because I've seen the goddamn Piccolo Daimao arc. And I've seen this before and it was done better then. And this character sucks and there's no development and the lackeys suck and the stupid new form that they want to try and call Super Saiyan sucks and... You sound like the biggest freaking fanboy I've ever... I don't like DBZ Movie 4, and I'm going to write an online petition to get it revoked. (laughs) (laughs) Go back in time and have the Master Prince burned. That's a great idea. Build the time machine now. Okay, I'm going to call it. Julian! I second most of the reasons that you (laughs) state, but I'm not going to do them quite so interestingly. So, yeah. Okay. I don't remember Movie 4. I've watched it three times. Once when I bought the fan sub, twice when I was working on a sophomore high school chemistry project, and probably a third time... What? uh, I'm not going to ask. I was working on a chemistry project, and I just had the movie on in the background. Apparently, you weren't working on the chemistry project. Not very well. I got got to see it in class. Julian, this has another song. Do you like this song? Well, the whistling thing isn't too bad. Ow. You know what? That whistle cannot come out of a child. I always <laughs> yeah. had that problem with that movie. You know what? That's why I freaking hate that movie. Yes, that but Piccolo's reaction whistle. is priceless. Yes, it True. is. In fact, I like that version of the song better with Piccolo screaming. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like movie four because it gave me a version of a song with Piccolo screaming. Let's move on to movie five. The first appearance of Kurasama. I like movie five. Mary, I don't think you do. I don't think I do because all I can remember about the movie is people running around in the woods. <laughs> and there's like a blue skinned guy with yellow hair. Yes. See, I'm a horrible fan. I've seen this movie maybe only three or four times. Well, in the fine, course screw of the- you. You don't get to talk about movie five anymore then. No, I don't. Okay. I What I like about movie five is actually its color scheme. It's very different than other stuff. Like it's not green and bluish like Earth usually is. And it's not that gross green that Namek is. It's kind of got this like um, reddish brown. His are in the forest and the mountains and stuff. And I thought that was neat. And I like that. And I approve. Julian. Well, I don't know. Movie 5 was kind of... I thought it was pretty good. And you got to see Yajirobe again. That's He's true. He's kind of in Wait, a lot of things. Is he? Yeah, he is in Movie 5, I guess. I always thought it was amusing that they were like going camping just because. They do a lot of camping in DBZ movies. Well, what the hell yes. else are you going to do or on they Mount ta- Pauzy? They, they at least talk about going to go camping. Yeah. I think they were also making curry something, too, which was... Mm. I don't know. They I've, I've become camp. quite fond of yeah. I've become quite fond of Japanese curry in my time here, so I, I approve. 
<laughs> I approve. What else? There's something else I wanted to say about movie five, and I don't remember what it is. Good question. I think I, the damn dragon's in this one, too. What, Shenlong? Oh, oh Higher Dragon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another reason I dislike this movie. Higher Dragon. You can go to hell. To hell. Burn. Burn Higher Dragon. Let's move on to movie six, because it does not have Higher Dragon, and I like this one a lot more. Yeah, it has the first appearance of Vegeta, so I enjoy it. And I think this one also kind of had an interesting color scheme in that it was in a wasteland, but it was very silverish because of all the mecha coolers. Yeah, it was a Namek. I guess you can call it a Namek. It's new Namek, but it's not just that gross pale green. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same atmosphere, so we're not subjected to that horrible green yeah. everywhere. Right. But yeah. Um, was this... Did someone really get hurt in this one, or am I thinking of a different movie? Oh, wait, no. Did Vegeta get his back busted in this one, or am I thinking of Seven? You're thinking of the next movie. What kind of fan are you? Of you... one who doesn't remember her movie. <laughs> you have to leave. You can no longer contribute to these discussions. I can contribute to the later movies. <laughs> okay. I like movie six, like we said, like the color scheme, and Vegeta shows up, and yeah. uh, let's see. He uses Big Bang attack that was cool finally we got yes. more signature moves in the movie i like metal kula because uh, i love Ryusei nakao and let's mm. see piccolo's a real badass does it like i'm just warming up and now it's my turn and he's like, I'm like oh my god you gotta get your your fanboy medicine back I don't need no You're off medicine. your meds, and you need to be caged i don't need fanboy medicine because i don't know what it is See how many people get that reference. All right. Let's see. What else? Movie six. Movie six. Uh, Yajirobe. Kamisenin. Yes. Um, Kudanin getting smacked. Another yeah, it, YB. It's, it's fantastic. Julian, do you have any additional comments about Kudanin getting smacked in the uh, face? Um, I just kind of like it in general, and it's interesting that there's so many Kulas this time around, because they think they're doing so well against one, and then more and more <laughs> start appearing. I like that, like, oh, oh shit crap. look on their faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one, one last thing about movie six. I think movie six has some of the uh, best background music in the movies, and it's one of those movies where they realized it was really good, and you some of it in the TV series later on. So, go movie six. Shall we move on to movie seven? Yes. Mary, is this your favorite movie? Um, No, it's actually not, but it's up there. I place it in my top five. Cool. I mean, I obviously like it because it's the first appearance of Trunks, and he goes all blushy-blushy in the mall because everyone's a pervert, and he's um not in the know of uh, dirty thinkings. Well, well, let's go with that for a second. The character movie, development. Yeah, well, the movie's doing... Slight character development. The movies do some great stuff where they place the Dragon Ball characters in real-life situations, such as shopping and waiting to see models in swimsuits and um shopping and <laughs> models and shopping i don't know what else was there um Driving. they ate at the food court Wait. they that's right they ate yeah. food cuz they never do that in the show <laughs> ever well th ever. well they, they do starve. but not like normally yes but other than weird happenings at the mall it has uh three extra androids and i got to give them some credit for some interesting designs there's yeah. some, there's some crazy looking androids yeah if they're going to make them i guess make them really silly mhm mm and they have Interesting attitudes and personas, even though they don't really talk much. I don't really like uh, number 13. I like the other two. Yeah. I like the midget. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when his head falls off. I like it when Vegeta fights him, because it's the battle of the shorties. Aw, it's true and cute. <laughs> Let's see, movie seven. Movie seven's got another interesting color scheme where it starts turning all, like, all ice. icy later on. I don't know how the hell they got out there, but... They flew. Well, I know how they got there. <laughs> Never mind. Um, let's see. Movie 7, movie 7. Three Super Saiyajin. Oh, Goku absorbs a Genki Dama. Thoughts? Um, that yeah. was pretty different, but 
It was good. Hey, they came up with a cool idea, and it was at least better than Giji Tsubasaiyajin. That's very true. But uh, actually, I, I find that the ending amuses me. Like, oh, everyone, God, the ending is so good. Everyone ends up in the hospital except for Vegeta and Glow, who are just sort of sitting silently on a little ice floe, not right. facing each other. Not and the fish goes, bloop, and that's yeah. when the movie ends. And it goes, that is a surprisingly heavy ending theme. For it is. And the heavy metal version is even better. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to movie eight? Movie... You say that a lot. What's that? Shall we move on to... All right. I'm not going to say shall we move on. I'm going to say... And now we're moving on to movie eight with Broly. This is uh, a fanboy movie, probably for weird and superficial reasons. But I'm going to say I recently rewatched this movie. I forget why. I think I was getting sound samples for the clunky walk-walk mechanical thing from a couple episodes ago. And I really enjoyed the movie, but not because of Broly. I don't remember why I liked the movie. Because of everyone else, because probably? Of, yeah, probably because of everyone else. Even though Vegeta acts like a friggin' pussy throughout the way, whole movie. Way, way out of character. It is it is way out of character, but because it's just so odd, I kind of like watching it. It's like a train wreck. Yeah. I'm like, Vegeta's a sniveling idiot, and yet I can't look away. Piccolo grabbing him by the scruff of his neck and being like, Ugh, you dumbass, let's go! I love it. Yes. So, Broly, you know, smash, mash. Boys like the Broly. Kind of lame. But um, he's interesting. And Mary, I remember as I was watching this, you were saying, I don't remember him talking so much. I was shocked because for years I just made fun of the fact all he does is walk around and grunt and yell, Kakarato! And he does. I'm like, oh my god, that's what he sounds like? I heard him talking, like actual sentences. And he's really nice and he's like a little boy and he's just kind of calm. And it has plenty of um baby genitals. That's true. And um, Lots of baby that's pee-pee. all I'm going to say about that. Yes. Actually, what I enjoyed about movie eight was just the fact that Kamehsen was drunk the entire time. <laughs> oh, and there's this like really awkward soft core porn moment between Oolong and Master Roshi that really mm. trips the crap out of me. Yummy. Yeah, but just the fact that he he gets the I don't know who you are, broccoli or whatever, but I'm gonna you know that line is Oolong and his little sniveling side comment. No, it's Broly. How does Oolong <laughs> know what the guy's name is? I don't know. Plot hole. Does it matter? Yes. Time for that time machine again. It matters to me. All right. Anything else? Oh, movie eight. Again, just like movie six, movie eight's music is awesome. There are two pieces that I really, 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 really love. One goes. I hope you played the actual song in the background. Nope. Nope. It's just going to be me singing. And you know what? People are going to be like, oh my God, I love that piece. I love that piece. Yes. Oh dear. And the other one is. Yeah. What? You don't know what song that is? Uh, no. You, you lose again. I like movie eight for its music, if nothing else. Movie nine. Mary? Movie nine's the shiznit because... It is. Gohan is so badass. Oh, Super and- Saiyan 2 Gohan is probably my favorite, like, specific, very, very specific character in the show because he's an asshole. And everyone loves a good asshole. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And it also has some very good fights and some very creative uh, atmospheres for fighting. Oh, yeah. That's another oh, yeah, really that's good thing really about weird. this movie. I'm not sure how they... I guess there's that one henchman that's like, wooga, 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 and I'm going to change things. Yeah, just when you thought they could... Uh, run out of places to fight movie nine it's like let's pack six into one movie <laughs> let's see what else oh speaking of that same henchman that goes the woo, 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 when they're doing that like string thing that holds the characters i like that sound yeah it goes woo, 
in the background. Oh, I, I was talking about the sound effect of the strings. <laughs> yeah. It's this weird tingy sound. <laughs> yeah, but when they pan past the characters, it goes, Ooh! Um, Let's talk about the content <laughs> of okay. the movie. I don't like Bojack, but I like the story that they created for him. With yeah. the four Kaio having to seal him, and then Goku kills Kaio, and whoops! Yes. I think, as my fan sub said, the shit hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yes. I just, I get a kick out of Mr. Sate being his usual self. Yes! I know that Mary doesn't like him. No, no, I mean, he's good for comedy relief, but beyond that, I think he's a jerk, but the fact that he spends a good ten minutes or so of the movie on the can... With toilet paper hanging out his... I I appreciate the comedic values of that. You know what I like about Mr. Sate in this movie is that he actually, like, realizes that there's a problem. Like, he has this internal monologue where he's saying, oh, shit's going on. They expect me to do something about it, and I better get the hell out of here. (laughs) Yeah, that pretty much explains everything. And of course, there's the random competitors who don't stand any chance. This guy! This guy! Oh, oh, and the obvious reason why Movie 9 is clearly the best movie is because Trunks wears this hot little vest, the long hair, and all the fangirls are like, yes, Movie 9 Trunks is the best drawn Trunks ever. And by fangirls, you mean yourself. No, there are plenty. All right. Oh, I like Trunks vs. Tension Han. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't stand a chance. But, but really they're cool. so polite to each other. <laughs> they are. I like that. I like when Trunks helps uh, Tension Han out of the water. And they're all smiling like, oh, will you go to bed with me? And I also like the... <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, going back to Gohan, the uh, the violin piece as he turns Super Saiyan 2. So, so badass. Yes. And I think that's it for movie 9? Yeah. Okay. Movie 10. Um, Broly on Earth. Don't care for it, although it mm. has uh, it's the first movie with Videl and the kids, um, so it's good in that respect. But as a movie, I don't really care for it. I think probably the best thing about the movie, and it's something Scott Melzer talked about back in episodes like three or four. Mm-hmm. The ending to this movie is probably some of the most powerful character relationships in the entire series, which is weird because it's you know just Broly, but Gohan and Goten are doing that kamehameha and they're trying to beat Broly, and they're you know like wishing the father was there and uh goku comes down he's just like damn it boys get your asses in shape let's go and then he just does that like cold stare at broly and turns into super saiyan and lets out that kamehameha and goten looks up he's like it's daddy and it's so good oh man can you tell that i really like that scene no oh (laughs) i I think you in fact hate it yes oh and what about chibi trunks in this little i'm gonna throw a Tiny little key blast. I think that's lame. <laughs> I don't Fidel, know why. Fidel throws a rock or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw rocks at him! <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, Julian, do you have any other comments about this movie? Not really. I've never seen it all the way through, so... Oh. Yeah. Well, you lose. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's all we have to say about movie 10. Let's continue with the Broly bashing and move into movie 11. Probably my second least favorite movie, because um, what was my impression of Broly before? Like, stomp, stomp, slush, stomp, stomp, bleh! Now he's more of the slush. Yeah. And less of the grr. Yes. And you can see his heart. Yeah. It's like... It doesn't look like a heart, but it's his heart. I actually don't hate this movie as much as the public at large, and I don't know why. I do not know why I like this movie. (laughs) Trunks that tickles. (laughs) No, it's not for the little boy yaoi moments. That's not my thing. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just amusing and to see Broly in such a pathetic state of globbiness. It's like, ha ha, this is the bad. Badass that everyone loves it. Now he's now he's you poop. suck. You're swamp thing. Yes, yes. Oh, I also like the beginning with eighteen bribing Mr. Satan. Maybe that's why I like it. The fact that eighteen has a. Uh 
somewhat decent oh, you role. Know what? I don't know if it's so much a bribe as it is just general extortion, but it's okay. Blackmail, extortion, <laughs> all of these things are 18's forte. Very, very in character. <laughs> um, Trunks can do a Kamehameha, apparently. Kind of cool. And um, Broly's a giant monster at the end. He's, yeah, that that's lame. Let's blast him. And then Goku, finally at the end, he's like, oh, causing trouble, blah, blah. I'm going to stand up. I haven't done anything all movie long. It was nice to not have Goku in a movie. Kind of like movie nine, but Goku is in this one even less. I like that. Oh, and the ending to movie 11 has footage of the two kids as babies. Yes, and I remember when I first saw my fans above this movie, I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have those episodes yet. I'll just have to wait a few years when I actually see them. I know, And right? then I was sad to know that's not actually footage from the show. That's new Damn. animation. I want to see more. I know. I want to see more little babies running around and... And yeah, so I think uh, the best thing about movie 11 is perhaps the new footage of the kids at the end. Is that it for movie 11? I don't have thoughts on this movie because I've never seen it. So. Oh, that's probably a good thing. Now, movie 12, on the other hand, Julian, I know you have seen movie 12. Yes, I have. Now, tell me your thoughts on movie 12. Well, I thought it was nice to see all the members of the Underworld make their reappearance. Like oh, yes. Kaios and Haikuhan and Enma, of course. And just the there's the, the bizarreness of the whole thing. It's kind of different. But also just because you get to see all these old movies get resurrected and then completely trounced immediately. <laughs> I like how well, Bojack is working for Frieza. That's really weird. Yeah. But Frieza, I guess, can give orders because he's Frieza. Because <laughs> he's got that menacing tone. He's probably got the most leader-esque voice. So that's why he's the leader in hell. I like that uh, yes. Gohan trounces uh, Frieza in one punch. Yes. That's so badass. And then he does a little pose, so it cancels Who it out. Who that knows my name? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yes. And uh, has a very special, fun guest appearance by a historical evil figure. <laughs> you mean the yes. dictator? The dictator, yes. yes. I mean, come on, we know who it is, but yes. very cute. And I know I, I said that last time, you know, Doku happens to be shorthand for Germany. It's true. I mean, Doku Saisha does use that kanji. I just thought that was kind of interesting to point out. <laughs> that some people thought I was using it as evidence. <laughs> and maybe I was, but come on. It's, isn't it come evidence? on. Come on! What else is great about movie 12? Seeing Hell again, all messed up. Gogeta's yes. hot? Uh, yes, Gogeta's hot. Gogeta's very cool. Veku's very hot as well. He's hilarious. I love the whole fart scene. <laughs> oh, dear. And Gogeta's one move at the end with the three hits at the knee. Oh, oh man. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a soundtrack when you have Mike? You know what? I'm, I can not only do all of the background music for the show, but I can also do the voices and the sound effects. Just not well, but you can do them. Hey, I didn't say I did them well. I just said I did them. Yes. <laughs> Gogeta's amazing. Janemba, very fanboy lovable, but still very cool. I like his um insane laughter. Like when he when he's using that sword, and then after he's done using it, and it just kind of like crumbles back up in his hand, and he just looks at it and goes... <laughs> Oh, you know what I also like about this movie? What? Vegeta cries. Oh. Oh, and it has the best one-liner yes. in the whole entire series. I'd rather die than fuse with you. But Vegeta, you're already dead. <laughs> <sighs> yes. <laughs> Quality. Quality. Don oh, Tootin. and I'm going to get back to what we had talked about before with uh, Shenlong back in movie three, was it? When he was like really badass and yelling. Shenlong in movie 12 is amazing. The, uh, 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 do you have another wish yet? I love that. Because he says it twice and the ending, that's how the movie ends. It ends with Shenlong just being like, what's going on? Where are we going with this? And he goes, so that go, 
But Julian already sang that song before, so I'm not going to sing it again. <laughs> so I like Movie 12. Look forward to it later this month, both in Japan and in the U.S. How awesome is that? And I think that is a perfect segue into Movie 13. Julian, have you seen Movie 13? I have not, so Aww. I guess I'll leave this one. Well, Sorry. you once again lose big time because Movie 13 is fantastic. Indeed. Movie 13 is probably one of the most story-heavy movies. And for that, I'm very grateful, because if there's one thing the DBZ movies lack is uh, generally solid stories, and this one has great animation, really interesting dark color scheme, yeah. really good character development for Chibi Trunks, oh, and yeah. a, a very decent story and decent um, one-shot characters for the movie. So I think it wins on all accounts. I know. I mean, Tapion, this is his only appearance, and he's such... I don't know, like a well-loved and kind of well-known character. They put out Tapion figures in the U.S. back when we were still in like season three of the dub and people ate it up. Did they even do a Minoshia figure? Um, I don't know that they did, but I saw imports of it yeah. in, in comic book stores I mean, here. geez, talk about obscure for back then. Yeah. Hildegarn, um... I think it's a good design. Yeah. It's pretty unique. It's more like a Godzilla monster than a Dragon Ball monster. Hildegarn... Haha. <laughs> yes. For more information on Hildegarn's name pun, please see our name pun episode. And, um, let's see, uh, Gohan and Videl as Great Saiyaman 1 and 2. Oh, yes. Very. This movie does not have an opening theme. That reminds me. Oh, wow. More time for actual movie. More time for Gohan in his cool green suit. And, like, I'm badass and I'm catching bullets. And his fingers are so well animated there. This was the first, uh, <laughs> I think I mentioned this before, the first DBZ fan sub, uh, first DBZ thing in Japanese I ever saw. And I thought, this is so cool and it was kind of bad I guess seeing that first because yeah, then I guess true. I expected the rest of the movies to be as good <laughs> and they kind of weren't yeah. but it was uh, really gorgeously animated too. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Punch Fist? Well, I yeah, He makes it out of thin air so yeah. I don't like it. Yeah I don't like how that's um, hey I have an attack let's use like Come on. Kind of lame. I think I like it more in GT with Super Saiyan 4. It looked a little better. But, um, you know, whatever. Tapion's really cool. His interactions with Trunks are priceless. Really good. Um, the- I think what's really good, I'm sorry, is that uh, we see Chibi Trunks acting like a little boy a for little once boy, instead yeah. of like a little asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like he's playing with his toys and he's like, hey, let's play together. And I think Bulma makes some comment like, oh, well. Oh my god, Bulma's so hot in this movie. Oh yeah, it's the hot Bulma haircut. Yes, I like old Bulma. <laughs> With the cigarette. Oh, baby. I guess the only other thing I need to say about this movie is, uh... Let's leave the singing to Julian, although he hasn't seen the movie yet. This movie's closing theme is so awesome. I love it. It's a Trunks montage, so I'm like, yeah! (laughs) What I like about this theme is it's, it's not quite as 80s Japanese as the rest of the ones are. I mean, it still is, but it's it, it feels like it's the last theme, and it's trying to be different, and it's... It's really, really, really beautiful. I like it. It's probably my favorite movie out of all of them now that we've discussed it. I think it has the most points in its favor. Yeah, and Julian hasn't seen it yet, but you know what? That's okay, because you will in due time, (laughs) and you will soon join the ranks of um, the I Love Movie 13 people. Yes. I think that's it. Yes, that is it. That is it. So there you have it, folks. Those are our very interesting takes on the 13 Dragon Ball Z movies. I have nothing else to say about the movies. (laughs) Do you guys? Fair enough. I think we pretty much did what we can do. I want more movies. I want more OVAs. I would love to see Dragon Ball animated in 2006. Oh, man. I don't care if it's like a steaming pile of crap with like Broly returning for a fourth time. Yeah, I don't give a rat's ass. I just want to see new digital DBZ. Oh, sexy. Oh, so sexy. Nekomajin OVA? Yes, please. More Saiyajin Frieza backstory? Yes, please. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go. I think that's it. So there you have our thoughts on the movies. If you have any other ideas, thoughts, questions, or additional discussions, hop over to our forum and let us know in this specific reply thread. That is it. I think now it is time for us to move on to our new segment in the podcast, and this is Mary's Lists. Mary, what list will you be sharing with us this week? This week is another silly list, and I call this one the top five lamest duos. Now, the Dragon Ball universe has quite a lot of random henchmen, a lot of random villains, but sometimes these henchmen and villains work best as a team. So, most of the time, these teams are for comedy relief, and a lot of times they just flat out suck. So here (laughs) are my top five from least lame to most lame. All right, Mary, number five. Okay, number Number five are the two Oni that live in hell, and they help Goku along... Well, they don't help him. They kind (laughs) of provide an adventure for Goku along Snake Way. Uh, These are Gozu and Mezu, which in the dub are interestingly named Gaz and Mez. So, yay for a somewhat accurate name translation for way back in the day. Yeah, someone paid attention. They're pretty funny. I like their antics, and they I like their little um, seesaw thing, <laughs> so they're funny. And so they say Oni at the end of everything. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't really remember the Japanese version of those early episodes. I'm pretty bad. Aww. So they're cute. They're not, they're not too lame, so that's why they're at number five. All right, Mary, you're number four, lamest duo. They are Spopovich and Yamu, and I never liked these guys, because one, Spopovich knocks the hell out of Videl, and while that makes for a really good fight, I do not like the violence against the women. <laughs> <laughs> and Yamu doesn't do shit. So that's why they are lame. In fact, you don't even really remember that guy's name. No, I kept, when I was making this list, I was like, Spopovich and other guy. <laughs> so I finally got Mike to tell me what his name was. I had to look it up and confirm it myself because I couldn't remember. All right. You're number three lamest duo. And these two are quite lame as they provide us with episode upon episode of... Crap! Yeah. Really bad filler are the two fake Namekians, Sakuro and Raichi. And... And, um, you know, if maybe this was condensed to one or two episodes, I wouldn't have such a problem with them because I think it's a neat twist. Yeah. Like, oh, man, they're in the wrong place. But the fact that you invest so many episodes into believing their lie, it's just, I I can feel nothing but hatred for you. So, I hate you. (laughs) Die! Okay. All right. And off that harsh, harsh comment, your number two lamest duo. I want these guys to die even more <laughs> for, for providing me with two of the worst filler episodes ever created in Dragon Ball. I think they do die. Oh, good. <laughs> My wish came true. All right. It's uh, Bulma's kidnappers during the uh, Namek arc, Raspberry and Blueberry. I think one's an alligator-looking guy and one's just a dude. <laughs> and um, they don't really do anything. They just um, kidnap her thinking she knows something i think yeah i don't even remember but i know i hate them <laughs> I, there's a lot of hatred in and, this know, list i think what contributes to this hatred is back with the uh, original airing of season two. Oh, there yes. was that like months period towards the end of season two where we didn't have any new episodes but there were still some new episodes of season two and we waited months and then finally we got a new episode and one was just like this freaking bulma and the crab with these two so that's another reason why us oldies hate them and they seem so very incompetent that you have to wonder why does frieza keep 
keep hiring these extremely <laughs> incompetent officers. Like here you are, the strongest guy in the universe, and you can't hire better help. <laughs> like maybe maybe they're just cannon fodder after all. I don't That's know. True. But I I want to end on these two now because right. now I'm just getting pissy. <laughs> all right, and Mary, your number one lamest duo. Now this is an interesting duo because as individuals, they are without a doubt two of the strongest beings in the Dragon Ball universe. But when they team up in Dragon Ball GT, they're nothing but lame. And of course, I speak of the duo of Frieza and Cell. <laughs> what it's a, like a sitcom. It's like it's the odd couple. It's the Frieza and Cell show, hey! And you'd think that, you know, these guys are so strong and so awe-inspiring that they would, you know, crush hell just by thinking about it. But they can't even stand up to little Chibi Goku. <laughs> So, oh, how the mighty have fallen. He surfs on Freeze's Kienzon, I think. Yeah. Or cells, I don't remember who. They, um, I mean, they're funny. I'll give them that much. But damn. Talk about your lack of power and competence. <laughs> and I just weep because weep. Uh, two of the coolest villains are reduced to um the odd couple, kind of. <laughs> So, I mean, they do, they do interact uh, pretty amusingly. I mean, if you're going to, they're such uh, egotistical guys that one of them's probably always uh, wanting to gain the upper hand in their relationship, as it were. I think Freeze is the subordinate. I think he'd uh, be the puppet master <laughs> from behind, like maybe letting he uh, himself think that he's in charge, but really, Freeza knows he's, he's, he's the, the man. one getting it from behind. And on that note, I think we shall conclude Mary's top five list for this week. Mary will return again next week with a yet another interesting top five list. Have you made a top five list for next week yet? I'll make it up on the spot. Okay, that sounds like a plan. With that in tow, we shall move on to the releases for the rest of March. On March 21st comes out Volume 8 of the Ultimate Uncut Editions, entitled Saiyan Invasion. This contains episodes 22 through 24. It retails for $24.98, but you can get it on Amazon for significantly cheaper. Also available that day is uh, the starter set for the remainder of the season, and I think it comes with the Vegeta figure, so that's kind of cool. That retails for $39.98, but again, cheaper on Amazon. Also, on the 21st comes out the uh, two-in-one pack for Game Boy Advance, Boo's Fury and DBGT Transformation. Two games, one cartridge. Two games, one sucks. $29.95, and it's not really cheaper anywhere else. But uh, if you haven't gotten Boo's Fury yet, this is probably the best way to get it. You can play Boo's Fury, and you can really enjoy it. Then you can play Transformation, and then crush your cartridge. And I think on that note, I will turn it over to Julian. All right. So March 24th is the DB and DBZ movie Dragon Box DVD set coming out in Japan. The retail price was uh, 52,500 yen, which is right around 450-ish dollars or so, going up and down to the exchange rate. Uh, but those who pre-ordered early on Amazon Japan got it for under 40,000 yen, which is under 300 dollars ish. Yes. Now this contains all 17 theatrical Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z features. It has well widescreen, so not mm. the unmatted ones apparently but remastered video and sound, and no subtitles. So, if you can't understand Japanese, that'll probably be a problem. It will not be a problem, because it'll be gorgeous. It's finally starting to sink in with me that this comes out in two weeks, and I'm getting it, and I'm really excited. We'll have fun. I will, thank you. Mary, why don't you take the last one? Sure. On March 28th, we've got the English release of DBZ Movie 12, Fusion Reborn. It will contain the English dub track, as well as the Japanese track, with subtitles, and it retails for $24.98, and you 
could find it cheaper on Amazon or probably any other online retailer. In fact, I think even Z-Store has it for a really cheap pre-order. So anywhere you want to get it, pre-order is the way to go. And I think even uh, on release date, Best Buy has them for really cheap too. And again, as we kind of mentioned last week, if you're interested in getting a Movie 12 and perhaps don't have the funds to get it, maybe continued listening to the Daisenchu EX podcast would be in your best interest. <laughs> Thank you. And with that, we are ready to move on to our emails for this week. All right, we have two emails this week that we're going to cruise through. One's an audio email and one's a text email. So uh, last week we talked a little bit about Nicomajin and its story and its history, and we did a little fanboy whining about how Kuriza's name kind of destroys the cold family name pun consistency. And with that, let's play this audio email. Hi, my name's Adam. I was listening to the podcast this last week, and I heard you mention how Kuriza's name is a pun on chestnuts and therefore goes against the pun on the rest of his family's names. However, I think it may be a dual pun. An English word with a similar pronunciation, Kariza, is the scientific name for the common cold. This may be a coincidence, but I think not. What do you guys think? Julian, are you familiar with this word at all? Not really, but I looked looking it up. at dictionary.com, it's Kariza. Mm-hmm. I guess that's approximate, and it's a cold. Now, I think this is probably just a coincidence, Mm -hmm. given that Toriyama didn't necessarily know about (laughs) this, but, you know, (laughs) I guess it could go either way. Now, explain to me, if I have a cold in Japan, like, how would I phrase it? Like, I have a cold, or you have a cold? What's what's their terminology? Kaze o hiteiru. So, literally, I pulled in a cold. Now, do, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is the word cold. I guess it's an adjective, but it's a noun. I mean, do they use it the same way we do? Uh, kaze. Um, it's sort of the same thing. Kaze, not... I, I hear, is wind. or Yes. Well, it's 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 with two kanji instead of one. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yes. Well, I guess that's and neat. So... so you're saying more of a coincidence than anything else? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I guess I'd say the same thing because um, I've been out of school for a while. And I don't know words anymore. So <laughs> let's uh, let's hit up the last email. This is a text email from, I don't know how to say the name, Dalen Cameron. And he says, or she, I couldn't tell you. Hello, this is Kyo, just wandering. I think he meant wandering. If you know why Android 13 is such a redneck. Is 13 a redneck? Yeah, he wears suspenders well. <laughs> and a trucker's cap. Yes. So well, I would say it- yes. He definitely gets played that way in the dub. Oh, okay. really? I haven't seen the dub. Yeah, well, they give him, like, a hick accent and uh, a very backwardsy kind of deal. I, I, I can, don't know. I can see that for him. Yeah, I guess the look is about right, but I he's not played that way in the Japanese version. Yeah. And like Mary was saying, 13 looks really stupid, so that's another reason why we don't like him. I guess they figured, hey, we're running out of character design ideas. Let's make a hick. <laughs> Remember, Toriyama did these designs. Yeah. Like I said, he's probably running out of ideas. We'll make American-style hick, yeah! Yeah? Yeah! It's cool! It's cool and awesome. Alright. Those are our emails for this week. We only had a couple. I do have some others saved up that we just didn't get a chance to get to. If you would like to send emails, audio emails, you record yourself. You say what your name is, where you are from, and what your question is. Keep it at around or below 30 seconds, just so we can make sure we get to as many as we can. And with text emails, you, uh, same thing. Who you are, where you're from, what's your question. One question per week, per person, because we aren't ready to play 20 questions yet. Although we are in the future. Uh I'm, I'm actually coming up with some, uh, 
Tony question things I want to do. So I think that'd be oh, funny. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. If you want to send us questions, you send them to my attention. And my name is Vegito EX. And you can get Vegito EX's information on the website. And uh, I think with that, let's move into the ending of the podcast. And we're going to reiterate that we have a contest going on. Yay, you can win free stuff. Yay! All you have to do is send an email. But remember, folks, part of winning a contest is following directions. To win this contest, you need to send an email. But this email is going to contest at dizex.com. That is C-O-N-T-E-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. You send an email with your name and your mailing address, and that is one email per person, because I'm looking at a specific person who sent at least a dozen emails, all from different email addresses, all with the same name and mailing address. And I don't know if you think we're not reading these emails, but I am, so I delete them all. <laughs> so if you would like to win a great Siaman DVD starter set for free, for free, this is a box and a DVD, and you get it for free, all you gotta do is send an email. And as Julian has mentioned, this is not a devious plot on my hand to get your names and addresses. As much as I like them. I hope. <laughs> well, I already know where you live, and that's all I need. Ugh. I don't want to stalk anyone else. I just want you. Oh, jeez. Mm, Julian. Gah. The emails must be received by Friday, March 17th at 12 noon. That is 12 noon Eastern American New Jersey time. As opposed to, um, like... Japan Standard Time. Alpha Centauri time. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, if, if they wanted to go by, say, like, JST, that means they just have, you know, 12 less hours. <laughs> Correct. It don't matter so where think... you're from, I will send it anywhere, as long as you know that you can play Region 1 NTSC DVDs. Actually, it's Regions 1, 2, and 4, because it's a Funimation DVD, so that's cool, too. And I think that's it. So, you have okay. one more week to get in those emails to win free DVD. If you want to see what it looks like, we have a picture of it in the podcast section. And I think that's it. You guys got anything else this week? Oh, we have more contests coming soon, so be sure to win this one and win others in the future. Okay. I'll be going to Tokyo next weekend, so I won't be part of the podcast then. Oh, okay. But I'll be sure to tell you guys all about it the next weekend after that. Yay, sounds like a plan. What are you doing out in uh, Funland? I haven't really decided yet. Um, oh. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff going. to do, basically, and I'm, I'm working on a plan. Ah, Well, that sounds like but, it'll be yeah. very fun because you're traveling okay. places. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pretty cool. good. Cool, very cool. Let's see. Next weekend, we are going to uh, uh, record a podcast. Well, good luck. Thank you. Maybe I'll get a permanent replacement for you. Ah, no. <laughs> I will have. Well, maybe it wouldn't be. So I will bad, have our but... kitties on the podcast. They'll be in the back. You might have Aww. heard them actually. This one going. Row! So maybe yeah. we'll, we'll have them talk about Dragon Ball. That'd be kind of fun. Be cute. That is the end of episode seventeen of Daisenchu EX the podcast. Daisenchu EX the website can be found at www.daizex.com Thank you. And Mary, I am not going to have you spell out your website this time because you can't spell anymore. I can't? No, you messed it up last week. Oh. Remember, you were like, D-A-B-L-O-J-O-N-C-O-M. Yeah, I got bad memory. But yeah, tempelotrunks.com. But it does not matter. It matters not. It matters not. That's okay. Because it's still there. And it's still funny. And you can go look at the old feature films. Yeah, back when I was funny. So go look at the old stuff. <laughs> back in her younger days. Back in my younger days, when I was insane, still, I played with action figures. You're still insane. I still play with action figures. This is true. Wait a minute. No, so why are you not working on my site? That's a great question. I'll take over your site for a day and you can work on mine. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Temple Oko. <laughs> <laughs> Alright everyone, thank you for tuning in 
yet again 2002 EXNF podcast. We shall see you again next week with someone else because Julian's a little rat bastard and wants to travel to Tokyo. So. Uh-huh. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Talk to the microphone. I'm, I'm holding up my hand to the microphone. Can you see it? <laughs> oh, all right. That's it, folks. We'll see you next week. Check you later. Daisenshu EX Podcast. Jikai made. Tanoshimini.